Good morning. So my name is Kathleen Herr. My Dharma name is Wan Haju. And today we're going to dive right in with an excerpt from our One Buddhist text, the scripture of the founding master. There is a lot in this quote, so I'm going to read it slowly. The reason a person cultivating the way endeavors to see the nature is to know the original realm of the nature and, by using one's mind and body without fail like that realm, to achieve perfect Buddhahood. Trying only to see one's nature but not to achieve perfect Buddhahood would be of little use. It would be like an axe that is well-crafted but made of lead. This quote comes from Chapter 7, The Principle of the Nature, one of the two chapters Reverend Wongong recently described as mind-boggling and mind-expanding. And you can see why. In the two sentences I just read, we learn that as practitioners, our job is to, one, fully know the original realm of the nature, ultimate truth, and then, two, perfectly align our mind and body with ultimate truth, so we can, three, attain perfect Buddhahood. For me, at least when I read this, it is easy to go from zero to overwhelmed in a flash. It all sounds so unattainable, so out there, so perfectly impossible. Perhaps this passage makes you feel a little bit like that too? Okay then, let's all collectively take a deep cleansing breath and then look this passage right in the eye and unpack it a bit. First, our cleansing breath. Breathe in. Grab all your you've got to be kidding me mind and release. Seeing the nature. What is it to see the nature, to know and experience ultimate truth? For me, as a human being, it seems insurmountable. I know that the way I experience the world is limited by my brain and my physiology. I expect that how I experience ultimate truth will also be shaped by them. But what if those physical limitations weren't obstacles and were instead keys to understanding? Master Sote-san, Wan Buddhism's founding teacher, has given us some guidance. He said that we should not try to understand the essence of true nature through rationalization, but should awaken to it through contemplation. 
So, let's give contemplation a try using some things familiar to us here in the human realm. Like the taste of cinnamon. We could analyze cinnamon and the human tongue and brain and explain cinnamon's taste through biology and physics. But even if we were really, really precise, our explanations could never fully describe or substitute for the experience of tasting cinnamon. For me, reflecting on the taste of cinnamon has broadened my comfort level with knowing through contemplation because it helps me realize that in everyday life I regularly breathe and bathe in a universe of experiences that I will never be able to fully describe or fully explain. Yet, even though this realization helps me to be more comfortable with knowing through contemplation, I have to wonder, what does true nature feel like? What is that experience? In one Buddhism, the truth of Ilwan's song beautifully describes the essence of true nature. It is permanence and impermanence, folding and unfolding. It holds no discrimination among great and smalls or being and non-being. Sometimes we say no distinction between birth and death. These expressions are meant to guide us to the essential characteristic of true nature. It's non-duality. Yet for me, non-duality has always felt somewhat foreign, not really something I experience. Intellectually, I get that non-duality means both sides of a coin, not just one side or the other. And I get that non-duality can mean the arc of full experience, such as the arc of life from birth through death, rather than the dualistic concept of birth as one thing and death as something else. But I have never really been able to feel non-duality in my bones until recently. Not long ago, I had been thinking about some cool Chinese words we use in Wan Buddhism that beautifully express non-duality. Chonji is a single word that describes the totality of heaven and earth, the united seen and unseen realm. Sengsa is a single word that describes the fused, seamless arc of birth and death. As I pondered these words with my limited English-speaking brain, I found myself wishing there was a word in English that would fully describe a united reality rather than a separated dual one, 
while at the same time clearly and comfortably including the distinct individual parts that make up a whole. I was wishing for a familiar word that would conjure direct experience, rather than being a newish, interesting idea that I thought about from time to time. And then I realized, there is indeed such a word in English, and in many languages for that matter. Parents, think about it. There are many kinds of parents in the world, but what is true about the entity of parents is that parents are made up of more than one person. And while we can readily understand that it is specific individuals who make up a set of parents, their singular conjoined entity as parents is more than the sum of their parts. When we say the word parents, we experience the whole package. Distinct individuals plus seamless unity plus more than the sum of parts. How cool is that? My takeaway is, while we may not all be fully enlightened, we can, as regular human beings, fully experience the non-dual essence of true nature through the human experience of parents, not to mention cinnamon, and the inferent variety of other non-dual things that cannot be experienced through definition or analysis, like the experience of the color blue, or love, or this flower. These individual specks of experience may not by themselves open the gates to full enlightenment, but they and many other experiences in our daily lives are lovely flecks of universal truth that are not foreign, abstract, or out there somewhere. They are here, right at hand in our everyday world. While this is nice, it does raise a question, though. What do we do with these flecks of non-dual experiences? In the passage I read earlier, Master Sote-san said that our purpose as practitioners is not to see the nature and stop. Our purpose is to keep aligning our very beings with nature until we reach perfect Buddhahood. This seems like a tall order. But thankfully, Sote-san has shared some good guidance on this topic. One of the accounts in our scripture book describes Master Sote-san talking with a group of visitors who came to see him because they were curious about one Buddhism. The visitors were likely thinking they would see traditional golden Buddha statues in the Dharma Hall when they asked, where is your religion's esteemed Buddhas enshrined? Sote-san responded, our Buddha has gone out 
but if you would like to see him, please wait for a moment. The visitors were puzzled, but because they were curious, they waited. A little while later, some one Buddhist practitioners who had been working in the fields came back for lunch, carrying their farm tools. Sote-san pointed to them and said, Those are the Buddhas of our house. What do we make of this? Sometimes teachers and sages explain that each of us, warts and all, are already a Buddha, a full Buddha. It is just that we don't yet realize it. Sometimes teachers and sages instruct us that to be a Buddha, we must see the nature and perfectly align ourselves with it. This seems contradictory. But what if both were true? Remember, there is no opposite of parents or cinnamon. From the lens of non-dualism, perhaps we are simultaneously completely perfect Buddhas and completely beings on the path to Buddhahood. Which brings me full circle to where I began. While I may not be able to fully comprehend Buddhahood and true nature and all of its timeless non-dual manifestations, I can easily and fully experience cinnamon, parents, the color blue, sidewalks, the sound of Yo-Yo Ma playing the cello, fuzzy socks, Reverend Wongong's flower arrangements, and a vast universe of familiar things that ultimately are unexplainable, indescribable, and non-dual. These days, it is these very human experiences that are guiding me on my non-dual path of embodying Buddhahood and seeking Buddhahood. It turns out that the realm of true nature, the realm of both and beyond, is right here in our midst. Thank you. Kamsamita.